What's the difference between good intentions and God intentions? There's actually no good without God, but we can easily mean well, but be outside of God's will. And that gets us and others into trouble. Where are your intentions taking you? And how is that impacting your future and your walk with Christ? Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. Are you equipped for the real battle? And the spiritual is not just about your weaponry. It's about what you consume and who's calling the shots in your life. You are listening to the Pantry Podcast, Season 7, God Intentions, where we look at the way we live and ask, is this from God or do I just think this is good? Help us fuel 59 countries with spiritual nutrition. Donate on Patreon or thepantrypodcast.com. And now let's dig into the meal. Hey, this is the Pantry Podcast. I just want to say welcome. Welcome to the show. Man, we've got people listening from all over the place. But today I want to just shout out three countries, Azerbaijan, Cambodia, India. What is up? And to the rest of you who's listening right now, I just want to say hi. Yeah, shout out where you are listening from in a review, in a comment. This is our first season on YouTube. So give us some grace because we're not used to staring at cameras. <laughs> we're used to staring at each other. So that you'll see us go back and forth this season, but well, it's going to be cool. I always turn this way. That means I'm looking at I know, her, I know, cool. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, today is the first episode of the season. We are talking about God intentions during the season. And I think that's really important to understand when we're talking God intentions, Versus good intentions, right? Because when we're talking about God intentions, then that means I'm walking with the father, you know, every, everywhere in the Bible. Okay. In Psalm 1611, it says, you make known to me the path of life. Now this is God. That is a God thing, right? He makes known in your presence. There is fullness of joy. So see when I'm walking with God, when I'm with God, when my intentions are geared towards God, when I'm listening to God, when I'm allowing the Holy spirit to speak to me and guide me about God, listen to that. Your presence there is fullness of joy and your right hand are pleasures forevermore. It's like when I walk in his path or when I listen to him and I, and I walk according to the way, or I make my choices according to the way that God is guiding me, then that is when the provisions and, and, and the promises start to unlock themselves. Yeah. I think that we always mean well in whatever way we define well whatever morality the the person in question has, whatever motives we mean well for at least the benefit of ourselves, if not for someone else, but that doesn't always align. And when I was looking through all the different places where he speaks about us, because the Bible is all about Jesus. It's all about God, but it's also a user manual for us. It reveals who we currently are. And I was looking at Proverbs 14, 12, where it says there is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. Mm. Seems right. That's a good intention. It seems right. And yet it's not. It's not good enough. And rather than getting stuck there and beating ourselves up about that, God has given us an alternative choice. In Genesis 6, 5, it says, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now this is pre-flood, right? That's what motivated the flood. But again, our hearts are deceitfully wicked. You know, who, who can know them, you know? So we know over and over that we have a differing opinion on what is right. And that the only way to solve that is to dive deeper into the word of God, build our relationship with Christ, build our relationship with the Holy Spirit, and then let him lead our steps. Let him shape what our intentions are. 
And the more that relationship deepens, the cycle that we go through day to day improves. And so that's the difference is we can sit and make our own choices all day based on what sounds right, seems right, feels right. Yet that's not going to get us to the same place with God as if we say, let your will be done and let you shape my intentions. Yeah, I think that comes down to like understanding moral values yeah, and where they come from. Um, y'all, let's just be real. <laughs> my moral values on my own shifted all the time. Oh, it yeah. was like, it was so seasonal. It was like, there was no <laughs> stability. Um, and it's amazing. And, but what's cool about this is when you think about moral values and when you think about moral values in the world, it always comes back to the divine. It right. always comes back to a God. It's like, there has no, had never been a satisfactory answer for these grounds of objective moral values without an appeal to a divine authority. Yeah. Because I mean, moral relativism and like the whole, like what is truth kind of thing, or there is no truth. It's only based on your personal truth. That gets messy very quickly unless everyone's quietly agreeing on some things that go back, like you said, to what God said doesn't need to happen. Right. If, if we all quietly agree that just murdering at random and pillaging at random is wrong, then sure, your whatever your truth is kind of thing seems to play out. But you're playing by a set of rules quietly, ignoring them and adding on, I'd say, secondary and tertiary rules on top. Um, like the minutia rules, <laughs> right, but you still right. have the same root rules because as soon as those get broken, then everything just goes to pot pretty much. And you end up in a messy situation where what happens? Collective groups that want the stability, the mm. crave, they crave the stability, the security, the safety, right? Like, you know, if you, if you're a psych person like me, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like the things at the bottom that you need in order to get up to the self-actualized way, right? You can't care about a gym membership if you don't have food, you know, like you just like there's certain, <laughs> right, so it's right, like, you right, can decide right, right. what exercise is morally best, right? You can choose which goat cheese is the one that's ethically sourced. Mm. If you have access to a grocery store, you know what I mean? Right, so it's right. like, yeah, you, you have to take those steps back and see where the root comes from. <laughs> so then I think we could say that people don't need to believe in God yeah, necessarily for, for goodness to exist. Right. Like, like goodness, right. it, it, it's built right. in. I, I've, I've read several stories while we were looking at this and it talks about like going out to a, a tribe or, a, you know, a, a people that are out in the middle of nowhere, never had any contact with humanity. And you go in and there's some set of morals. Mm -hmm. There's this built in idea of doing right. Yeah. And, and now, of course, you know, we all know that the, you know, because of the fall, well, <laughs> We weren't making such good judgments on those uh, morals very often, were we? But, uh, but, but we do need to say this. But without God existing, there would be no such thing as goodness. Right. And I think that we have to sit there in that and think about that. And I know we could sit here and say, well, that's what every decision I make. And I would say, yes. I would say that in every decision that you make, we would bounce it to God first. Mm -hmm. And say, okay, God, this is how I feel. And then you allow God to come in and speak. You know, I just recently uh, did a sermon on that. It's like, you know, pray, pause, and then proceed. Because I think we need to be in the Father's steps when we make these decisions. or Because otherwise, the things that we're doing, what are they doing to further the kingdom? That's that's the the, yeah. the the reality of this. What are they doing to further the gospel? What are they doing to further the kingdom? What are they doing for God? Yeah. Uh, if it's outside of God. And I'm just doing my randoms, whatever. Well, where am I? Yeah. I'm lost. Right. In Ephesians 1, 
in 9 to 11, it says, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according Mm. to his plan. Now, when I see that, now that doesn't spell out everything that's in his will, like down on those super specific levels. But what it does reveal is it all works out for him. Right. Whether or not you like him, whether or not you follow him, whether or not you even believe that he's there, it all works out for him. In the moment, you might question how this specific incident works out for him, but he knows the entire game plan in a way that we just don't. And for the believer that is walking in faith with him, that's a comfort. Sometimes it might be a little bit of a frustration, but overall, we walk in that as a comfort. Thank God it's in his hands, not mine. Thank God it's in his hands because he is good and love and truth and light instead of it being chaotic and random. But that makes me again realize and humble myself and realize that I can have all the good intentions. I can have all the good plans for myself that I want, but not checking in with him, not testing it against the word of God, not inviting him in to influence it, shape it, show me which way to go and, and, you know, close doors and open doors that he sees fit when I don't do that. It's like, what's the point? It's wasting my time because if my intentions don't align with his intentions, I'm going to lose every single time. Right. So why bat at it randomly in the dark when I can go to him in the light and ask him, I, I am going to stumble off the path, Lord. We both know, but my intention is to be with you like you, not, Oh, I'm just trying to do my, the best you know, that I can, it's like, no, that's still putting so much pressure on you that causes the stress and the anxiety. And uh, it just invites you to trip up all the time and have to beat yourself up because you were responsible. Whereas if you say, I want it to be you, God, he's responsible for making it plain to you that that's not the way to go or that is the way to go. So thankful for those verses that says grace is sufficient. (laughs) I know because it takes, it takes all the pressure off. It's like what we were saying with Rebecca last night and Abby. Um, Rebecca was on in season six. So we'll link that episode in the show. There are are local hoodies. Yeah, there are besties. But uh, I guess it depends on where you come from. I call them hoodies. You call them besties. Right. You know, where we grew up. Right. But, uh, (laughs) but yeah, she was saying the same thing. You know, I think, I think it's so important to fall back on that. Like it is his job. It is not my job to direct my steps, you know, it, but it is on me to obey when I get that prompting, when I get that thing, like the obedience portion that people tend to cringe at. Cause it's like, yes, praise God for grace, but grace, like you get to experience the fullness of the empowerment of grace when you start to walk in obedience. And I'm going to say that, okay, look, we go down paths. Um, he also wants us to be initiate, you know, people who chase after things. Right. Like, right. okay. So an example, we, we were going to move to Arkansas, y'all. I yeah. don't know how many people know that. I think maybe we might've mentioned it in, in the last episode, in the lap episode. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but see, okay. I'm like, okay, Lord, is this where you want us to go? And, and you know, you're sitting there thinking like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, everything, everything is clicking together and you're like, oh, this is the path. This is, this is where we need to go. And then all of a sudden he closes that door. Yeah. But so what I'm get saying here is we need to move. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we just sit still and stop and don't move and, yeah. and, and say, you know, okay. Like when you hear the verse, be still, I mean, okay, look, look, that doesn't, I mean, be still, you can still be moving. 
That just means what you've done, still. right? You're still in your soul, right? You're still in your heart and you're allowing God to move. There, there might be a time when you have to be running and being still at the same time. Yeah. And, and you know, there's probably been people throughout history that were on the run or running or having to go through something, yeah. but they had to still their heart, right? Still their soul so that they could hear the voice of God and not the voice of anything else that the world was throwing at them. So I'm not, we're not sitting here saying, well, you know, you have to make sure before you move and no move down that path. Yeah. If you're in the word, if you're in God, if you're in prayer, he is going to reveal himself. And, and, and it, it, is this the right way? And he goes, no, why don't you come back just a little bit over back this way? And and, yeah. and that's what he did to us with Arkansas. And it's okay. In fact, we sit here and we're like, okay, Lord. We learn things. Yeah, right. We, we learned a lot. Stuff. Right. Um, and now we're like, okay, well, now there's a comfort. Even though it was a no to a place that we were getting excited about, it's a comfort because we know his hand was in it. So we don't sit and doubt, was that him? We know all things work out for his will. Right, right. And if he wanted us there, we'd get there. If he wants us there next week, we'll be there next week, you know? And so we know and we can rest and be still in that and know, okay, there's still a role for us where we are at. And so now we can be on the lookout again mm. for another thing, but we can rest and, and kind of celebrate the, what's the word? The certainty. Right. Of our current station. We don't have to say, well, are we supposed to be? Well, we tried to leave and he said no. So this is still our current station. And all of those things are very important to check in because we're not saying paralysis is a good thing, you know, until he, he until he says something, you know, every right. single time. Like, I'm not going to leave my house until he says something unless he told you to stay in your house till he says something. Then, <laughs> then it's a little right, different. Right, right. But, you know, it's. But, it's, but I think it's also. It for, comes with wisdom. Yes. Wisdom. But watch this even deeper. Yeah. The love of God. Right. The love of God. I mean, our favorite verse, Romans 8, 28, of course, you know, it says, like, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. See, God intentions are love intentions. If you really want to think, because God is love. I mean, right, know, let's right, just right. make the easy connection here for everybody. <laughs> uh, and so in that relational love of God and wanting to really show people or, or, or demonstrate to people this love. We need it to be something that he's, he's giving us, something that he's guiding us through because we want his love to be shown, not our own. Um, it's amazing how he, he sifts us in those things. But, you know, it was really cool about all this. You know what was cool about God? He's at this moment in time, he restrains evil. Mm -hmm. He actually restrains evil. Um, Y'all, if you want to look at that evil, it would be mostly hell. I mean, he's restraining hell right now. That is the final place for some and, and, and heaven the other. And, I, and I, I know this sounds like I'm going deep in here, but I, but I am because I think that we need in, to be in those God intentions because that's the alternative. The alternative to good intentions might not lead people to God. And, and I want people to know that, that God is restraining, restraining this evil. I mean, we still see evil. We still see it every day. But imagine, imagine when evil is no longer restrained. Right. And, you know, we can look at that in the tribulation. When evil is just, it just let go. It just lets, imagine that. Yeah. But this is what God is doing right now because why he's furthering his kingdom. He's furthering his, his, his children. He look every day that brother gets more children. I know. <laughs> yeah. it's so cool. I'm, I'm like, I'm done at one y'all. <laughs> In fact, today we're, we're sitting at the, what was it a park or where, where was it? Where were we at where someone was telling us that we need another kid? And I'm like. We heard it twice today. Oh, so I'm okay, like, yeah, okay, yeah. God, and are like, these one of those doors? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, like this little nugget, she like perfect, y'all. Like, when I say that, okay, she has her problems. But no, you 
She's you ideal. You can't ask for a better kid. And I'm like, why would I want to roll the dice on that? <laughs> now, 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 got that's intention. a good intention. Right, right. Because right? I'm sitting there in my flesh going, I'm 49 years old, y'all. And no, uh-uh. <laughs> this one, she's awesome. I don't have to worry about nothing. I ain't bringing nothing else. But God could turn around and say, you know what, y'all? Here, you need another one. Right. And I'd have to listen. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about here. It's just, it's about making the right choice. Um, it's submission. Yeah, submission. It's submission. Yeah, I like that. Ooh, I like that And, <laughs> you know, like on that note, like in Joshua right. 24, it says, well, I'll just, I'll just read it. I always try to paraphrase them. Like, why not just read the perfect <laughs> words? Um, if it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served, which were beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, you'll normally see in any kind of Christian home decor space, you will see a canvas you can buy that says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I love I love that. But when you look at that whole verse together, you realize that you can choose not to serve God, but as humans, we will always serve something. And our own pride will try to tell us, no, that's not true. You can serve yourself. You can be self-serving mm. and you can be it. You can be the ultimate. But at the root, that's just Luciferianism because right. that's what Satan right. wants. So you're serving his purposes, even if you don't believe in him, you're serving his purposes by being self-serving right. first and foremost, but you will serve something. And it's telling in those verses because it's giving you an option between serving the traditions from the home you came from or serving the traditions, the culture of where you're currently at. Right. Or you can serve that third choice the Lord, our God, you can serve him. He's free mm. of the traditions of men, both from your past mm. and from your present. Right. He's not confined or defined by where you've been or where you're at. And yet we always are trying to serve other things. That's why the new age, just to kind of mm. touch on that, mm. the new age is so big in Christian generations and Christian spaces where self-love is starting to get more and more prominent in the culture surrounding Mm -hmm. and within the church because new age just goes back to empowering the self and trying to bring the self along to be that special, I'll say just like in Hollywood where the plot of our movie is you're a wizard, Harry. Surprise, you're super cool, special, and powerful human being. You know, you're not just a human being. Um, You know, everything, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It's like, she wakes up, oh, I'm a witch. Look, I'm special now. I'm special. I'm not just another person. I'm special now. And that's new age. New age, all it is, at, at the root of all of it is, you're not as basic as you feared. You're special. What God says is, you're not as basic as you think. You're special, but you don't need powers. You don't need to change at all. You're special because I made you. Ooh, he got the power. Because he's got the power. I got the power. Like the Uh-oh. responsibility still isn't with you. Like here's the gift of God. You aren't responsible for everything. That's the gift mm. because that's a heavy okay. burden and his burden is light. And so crazy tangent, but like it all comes <laughs> back, right? To well, you mean well because those crystals, right? You mean well because those cards, you mean well because that Enneagram, you mean well because you said it's okay, but it's not to your friend who feels like acceptance is what love is. It's like, no, the acceptance right. of every action isn't love. It's the exception, the acceptance of you despite what you've done that's right, love. Right. And so those are, the, those are the differences. And the only way you're going to know the, the difference is the nuances is by going back to God. Mm. 
reading his word, getting to know God, and then you will encounter the difference. So what you're saying, there's competitors to uh, biblical morality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, watch this. I'm going to start this. And before I tell you which one that is, I'm (laughs) sure you guys all know where we're going to go here. So anyways, but no, like, okay, you got two kids, right? Two kids. One kid comes up and he's like, hey, yo, that's not the way you're supposed to do that. And the other one looks at me and says, who says? (laughs) Right? So, but Because we have that um, societal consensus. Yeah. Becomes the morality. You know, it's, this this can go as far back. My body, my choice. Mm -hmm. But then it's not my body, my choice in every aspect of the world. Right. It's my body, my choice in one aspect, but it's not your body and your choice in another aspect. Right. You know, it's like one aspect, they're like, give me my freedoms to do whatever I want. The other aspect, they're like, no, you can't have your freedoms. Right. Okay. So, but that is an example of the societal morality. Yeah. It's like, what is society saying is right versus what is God saying is right? Um, So when you start to see that, it's like, wait, 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 it's not fair. And and I think that's that's something that even you guys probably say sometimes like, whoa, whoa, that's not fair. Right. That's not fair. But when we take it, like Michelle was saying, man, a a beautiful tangent because it leads right into this thought, you know, it's like, whoa, um, Man's morality does shape the culture and changes things around us. Yeah. Um, and I would prefer to stand on something like Michelle that's perfect. Right. That doesn't change. Right. Um, a verse on that, that that I really came in. I was like, actually, when this came to me, I'm like, Lord, how <laughs> that's a hard verse. <laughs> I love that. But uh verse. Isaiah 520, it says, Woe to those who call evil, good, and good evil. Mm. Who's ever witnessed that? (laughs) Who put darkness for light and light for darkness? We've witnessed that. Who put bitterness for sweet and sweet for bitter. I mean, we see this constantly. Yeah. We see this constantly. Why I love the word of God. What man, I was all over the place in my thoughts and my, and and how my morality, Oh, you know, pornography, that's okay. It's, right. okay. it's not doing nothing. Right. It's just me and a computer or laptop. It, it's curbing the it's, impulse. It's, yeah, it's yeah, curbing. right. It's it's taking care of the impulse and it wrecks marriages. Right. Just FYI. And God knows this. And so he's saying stay away from sexual immorality. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like we have all of these great examples. And so when I came to the word of God, it was like, oh, I got to change some things. Right. I got to be different. And so that is why I like to stand on the word of God because it doesn't change. Yeah. It has the stability that worldly morality lacks. Worldly morality is dictated by the feelings of people. Mm. And feelings were never intended to be at the driver's seat. Feelings are there to enrich and flavor experiences and be warning signs against things that are wrong. And to give us that deeper ability to experience life, but they were not meant to be in the driver's seat. And we currently see, we have historical documentation. We have real everyday documentation of feelings on every side of every issue, ruining the points and the actual issues that need to be discussed. Right. You know, and, and yet God doesn't use his feelings to decide things like some of the fake made up man-made gods do. I mean, I loved Greek and Roman mythology <laughs> and I was like, this, this is so much drama, so much drama and all of the folklore where the gods themselves just cannot get it together. They're pretty much humans with powers. That's like a, the, the tale is old right. as time right. humans with powers that uh, just act crazy. 
and are inconsistent. Their own stories contradict one another and you can't trust them for nothing. If anything, if you see one run because they are just psychotic in their behavior. And yet God doesn't, it says he gets angry. He says, you know, these things, but it's never that it's always a root of love. Even in the flood, even in all these situations, Mm. there's a sense of, there's the personal choice of an individual. Do you choose me or would you rather not have me? And because he just so happens to be the source of all life and light and love and safety. If you choose him, yay. And if you don't, you don't get any of those things, but you chose that you actively chose that. And so then the outcome is, well, the flood happened, Mm. but none of those people wanted him anyway. (laughs) So they just got, the outcome right. that they chose. The consequence. That's yeah. a consequence yeah. of their own actions. It wasn't him just deciding to smite everyone today because his wife cheated on him in hate in a mm. Valhalla or Olympus or whatever. Right. It was like a big difference right. between how man-made can write a story and how right. God wrote life. So I'm just going to put this out there. I, when it comes to grief stuff and all, all that, <laughs> I, bro, y'all, I, I start to like, mm, I'm going to Delta Lambda Moo. Come on. I'm just going to say it because I'm like, wait, why y'all calling it dad? But anyways, that's a whole side note for another episode. Name but, it but, like the hurricanes. But Gladys. So, so let's, let's lighten this for him a little bit though. Yeah. I want, I want to lighten this for yeah. him. Um, in, in, in the sense of, cause no, I mean, we're coming at you real. This right. is, this I mean, is out of love because I mean, pantry. I had to learn this y'all. I mean, come on. I took the wrong ingredients out of the pantry all the time. And now I'm trying to organize the pantry, my pantry, my heart, my soul. And I'm trying to put the right things in that pantry so that when I open it up, it's like it's an easier choice. It's like, okay, well, yeah, I'll just grab this, this, and this because those are the healthy things for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Michael Todd mm-hmm. actually had a cool oh, little, yes. little analogy that I think that would help lighten this. And then we can like roll yeah. up and wrap up. Yeah. So the difference between a good and a God intention Um, can be summed up great by this little story that Pastor Mike Todd said about his kids. And he said, if his daughter, Bella, if he told her to clean her room and then a few hours later, she comes back and he's like, hey, did you clean your room? And she's like, no, but I washed all the cars. I cleaned the kitchen. I did the laundry. I dusted every room. I vacuumed the whole house. You know, I mowed the lawn. So I did all that he would be like, well, you're still as disobedient as if you had sat mm. and done nothing. Mm. The good intentions, the great, you know, if it was like, yeah, I did, I did that, the room. That's all I did. Cause that's all you ask of me. Right. Well, great. Check. Obedient. Right. If, if with like the, the God intentions of like, okay, well, you know, it seems like I can help others ease their burdens by cleaning some other stuff, you know, there would have been a different response. Mm. But if you don't do the thing God asked for you to do that God intended for you to do, you're, you're just in disobedience and disobedience does not bear the the same fruit as obedience does. Right. Mary and Martha, y'all Mary and Martha, you want it from the Bible, read Mary and Martha, you know, Martha's running around, ah, you know, good intentions, good intentions, good intentions. Good intentions. Mary's laying at Jesus feet, eating in the word, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like, so great points on all this. Yeah. And I, th- I think what we really want to dial in in this season is really showing the good intentions versus the God intentions. And y'all, I'm excited. I am excited. There, there is gonna, it is, it is going to be a good season. There's going to be some great episodes. Yeah. Um, but look, as we go out in the world, as we leave our house or we wake up in the morning, right? 
let's arrange our pantries, right? Let's start working on that. Let's, let's start letting God work on that. Because what do we do? We allow ourselves to be available. So just be available to God. Be available to what he says to you. Um, be available to his word. I mean, really, I know it's hard. I know we have busy lives sometimes. And, and I tell people sometimes, look, read one verse or, or pick a verse. Mm-hmm. Like, or, or let a verse come to you. And then throughout that week, digest that verse, read yeah. it every day. Think about it, kind of dig deeper into it, dig, dig into the time. I mean, I, you know, it's like, it's like, I'm not, that, that might be actually adding more than just reading the Bible, <laughs> but, but hey, I'm just saying, I love Jesus. I love God. And I love the, and I love the Holy spirit so much. I want to know more. Yeah. And, and I think that is where we want to be is we just know more right. because when we know more, it's like, like I was saying, now I, I'm taking out the bad things in my pantry. So when I open that pantry door, I'm picking from good things, the mm-hmm. good fruits. Okay. And that is what this season is going to be all about. Yeah. So as we wrap up, we do have something exciting stirring in the pot. Ooh. We have 90 days to raise $40,000 yes. for our brother in Christ, Pastor Jackson Kepaway in Kisumu, Kenya. Um, if you've been following us on social media, you know that we've also been helping throughout all of the the COVID stuff. We've been helping them raise money for a food pantry that has helped feed people, mm. not just from his church, but from the entire community. They are, they're currently, um, their church is currently in the slums of Kisumu and it's been amazing. It has united churches. It has caused that church to grow so much that they have opened up extra services and they're still past capacity and it requires them to move. And there's an opportunity to have a one acre patch of land a few minutes away um, that would allow them to expand, to have a permanent area for a permanent pantry, an area that could help house those that are in need at any given time, the street kids that he ministers to. This is a guy who will give the last shilling that he has to someone who needs it. And he'll just expect God to provide him with another one for his own family. It is amazing what he's done. And so they have to pay in Kenya. It's not like, oh, we have a mortgage. They have to pay in full and they will officially own but we are starting to help them raise these funds. We've got, I think at this point, we've got 86 days. When you're listening, it'll be about 84. Right. So go to thepantrypodcast.com slash Kenya and read about how you can help. Donations of any amount are going to be awesome. We're using Give, Send, Go. So it's like minutia of how much they actually mm. take. So go ahead and go there. Share it with anyone who'd be able to even give a dollar. And, uh, and let's see God work in the next couple months. Amen. Amen. Uh, I just want to add something on that because I mean, you're talking about my brother in Christ. You talk about, uh, uh, he started out as discipleship with me and, and over the years, it's just been growing and growing to a beautiful friendship, beautiful brotherhood. Um, we work closely with that church, uh, in, in Kenya. So this isn't just for you. If, if you know somebody or you can pass it on to somebody, we're asking for that. I, I, I'm the worst person to ask for things in the entire world. But <laughs> there's times when God says, no, no, it's time for you to get out of that comfort zone and start to, to you know, be in the ministry, start asking for things. And so we're calling on you. We're calling on you to share. We're calling on you to, to really pray about it and really, you know, join us in this mission, at least in, in the prayers and stuff. So. Yeah. So until next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Awesome. Let me hit that button first.